Welcome to The Post Show. I'm John the Video Guy. On today's episode, I am joined with Spencer Mahan. Spencer is currently a board operator at 92.3 The Fan here in Cleveland and is a graduate of Baldwin Wallace University. We talk about his career in radio so far and some of the neat features he does behind the scenes to censor words and a lot of other cool stuff. So without further ado, please help me welcome Spencer to the show. Spencer, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks so much, man. Yeah, it's been a while. Um, you know, we went to school together and, you know, finally get a chance to reconnect. So how have you been? How's work been? Uh, works, I guess it's here and there, but I love my job. I got to do some Browns playoff stuff. And, you know, when the Browns go to the playoffs, that, that's really cool to see. And I had... I had an absolute blast working uh, Browns Radio Network this year. It's my, my second year doing it, and also filling in on some stuff. It it's a it, it it was something that I dreamed of doing since I was a kid, and it's like one of those boxes has been checked. And you know, a wise man once told me, "If you love your job, you don't really work a day in your life." and he found himself happily out of work for over 50 years, if that's the case. That one was Michael Stanley. So he he was one of the guys that kind of shaped, at least as a jock, a disc jockey, I should say. For those who don't know, when I say jock or use a slang term like that. Um, that was one of the things that that shaped me growing up as a kid is listening to Michael Stanley in the afternoon before baseball games or listening to guys like Tom Hamilton or Matt Underwood, who's a Baldwin-Wallace grad. Stuff like that, you know, has shaped what what I've grown up with and what I've wanted to become. And I always thought I could be one of those guys. So being in, in the same business as all those guys, it's it's one of my favorite things in the world. Very cool. Yeah. Um, and you went to CVCC. Uh, we went through the same program there and we got exposed to a lot of different things and you fell into the radio side of things. So I was curious, how did you want to decide that you want to go into radio specifically? So with, with radio, I was always in love with, you know, the production side of stuff. So when we had like oh, mix this song and make it sound as close to the original as possible when uh, VT would give it, give stuff like that to us, I would jump all in on that. And I absolutely loved just experimenting, you know, with Pro Tools and, you know, experimenting with Premiere and Audition and other stuff like that. I was always, I never wanted to be on the screen. And I think you and I very much share that in common in, what we do is we never really wanted screen time. We love the production aspect of things. And, and that's kind of where you and I gravitate towards. Now, for me, it was more of the audio medium, podcasts, radio, uh, DJing, music, stuff like that is what led me down the path that I took eventually through college and, you know, into, you know, the professional world now. Yeah, absolutely. And that's pretty cool that, yeah, we are kind of both in the, like the post-production or behind the scenes uh, 
area. So I have a question then. We both went through CVCC and then you pursued college at Baldwin Wallace. I was wondering, can you elaborate on some of the things that you learned at Baldwin Wallace that you didn't through a trade school? So the big thing that I learned was how to shape my personality in terms of, you know, being an on-air personality or, you know, doing basketball games. I, I possibly could have pursued that in in a trade school, but I don't think I would have refined it nearly as much as I did in college. And I wouldn't have found, you know, the play-by-play realm of things with, you know, college football or college basketball, you know, the, the sports that, you know, make the world, at least the Western world go around and make a, a college go around. You pay attention to football, basketball, yeah, sometimes baseball, sometimes track, sometimes cross country, but it's football and basketball that makes schools go go around in terms of the money aspect. And just, you know, being a part of that and you know, producing, you know, a college football game or a college basketball game and doing the research and, you know, stuff of the sort like that was something that I always saw myself doing. And I wanted to pursue that and, you know, refine my voice as an on-air personality so I could potentially be a, a bigger draw to, you know, a company like Entercom or any of the other, you know, major commercial stations that are out in this area. Very cool. Yeah. And now you are a board operator on 92.3 The Fan, which is awesome, by the way, because I listen to them all the time during the Brown season. Uh, I wanted to get your aspect. How did you land that job? Were you applying or how did you end up getting that job with them? So it started with a buddy of mine back in college who had uh, my current boss's business card. And we were talking about me working after college and where I wanted to go. And I'm like, you know, I can't really find much here outside of 92.3 and some other things. I might have to go out of town and I kind of don't want to uproot my entire life because at that time I was 20, I was yeah 22 years old and everything I know is Cuyahoga County, Lorraine County, Lake County. Every, like everything I know is here. And that's, that's kind of a difficult thing, you know, for someone to uproot their entire lives and be the new kid again. And, and I mean, a lot of people do it. It's just something at the moment I was in, I just didn't necessarily see myself doing. And my buddy gave me my boss's contact information and I was able to get in touch with him, landed an interview pretty much as soon as I graduated college. And he, he took someone else on at the time and he said, your time's coming, just be patient and I'll let you know when your time comes. And sure enough, five months later, it's week three or four of the NFL season. And Andy's like, Hey Spencer, uh, yeah, 
you're up. It's your time. I want you, I want you to come in. Uh, we'll get you onboarded with paperwork and stuff. And you'll start with uh, Browns Radio Network uh, doing dream uh, engineering uh, on week five. And I was like, all right, cool, bet. And we we did just that, started in October of 2019. And now with the pandemic and everything, I realized just how rare that opportunity actually is for someone for someone who's lived their entire life in one town to stay in one town. There's not many people that do it or are able to stay the course. And again, you know, a paramount example of that for me is Michael Stanley. He did music for a bit, and then he jumped behind the mic at 98.5, and he was a stalwart on afternoon drive for 30 years. So he he's my paramount example of someone who's lucky enough to land in one market and just stay in one market almost his entire life. That That is very rare. Now, I understand I'm 24. I'm in my second year of work at Intercom, not only with 92.3, but, you know, with WNCX, WQAL, and WDOK doing, you know, various uh, things. I, I wear a lot of different hats. I screen calls. Obviously, I run board for shows. I've produced morning shows on the other three stations, and I've been a part of the Ken Carmen show on a handful of occasions. So I've, I've worn a lot of different hats just in my two years. And just being able to stay here has been something that's been big because not everyone, like I said, gets to do that. And, you know, there are people who go off to places like Missoula, Montana, or, you know, places out in the Mountain West that have really small markets where, you know, Division Two college basketball makes the world go around and they get their start and play by play there. And then they eventually come back around. And when they come back around to Cleveland, they've been gone for, you know, six or seven years and a lot has changed and then they have to get reacclimated. So I, I just feel extremely lucky to have landed that job in a very long-winded way, I guess, which is typical of us radio people. <laughs> yeah. And that's such a good point, Spencer, because in our industry, it's very competitive, you know, and there's not a lot of opportunities in local markets such as Cleveland. So, you know, you got to take advantage of those opportunities when you can. Um, moving to my next question, can you tell us a little bit about your job as a board operator? What does a typical uh, session in radio look like for you? So I usually arrive about 45 minutes before. Now, depending on who's in, I will probably be on the phone with them walking into the building. If it's someone like uh, Garrett or Jonathan, I'll text them 45 minutes before and say, hey, I'm going to give you a call and, you know, we'll set up the show that way I'm informed on what's going on. And the producer uh, who screens calls as well will also uh, get an email and get a rundown from me. And that's 
a pretty easy way to start. And then we have, depending on the show, it can be either four or five hours, depending on time of day. Like the PM drive show is two to seven and the AM drive show is like 5.45 to 10 a.m. So it can be anywhere in that range. And usually once the mics go on, it's I make sure that the talent stays on course and make sure they're out at a good time. And I also got to make sure uh, 2020s, which is our 20-minute reports uh, on the Cleveland sports scene and the national sports scene for that matter, I have to make sure those hit at exactly, for example, like 12-0-0-0-0, I got to make sure everything hits at a specific time. And since you know, 92.3 is callers, I have to make sure that we keep the airwaves FCC legal. Basically, cannot have someone drop an F-bomb on the air or, you know, say something that is even remotely in question. And you know as well as I do from, you know, CVCC days that our industry, uh, depending on who you talk to, people can get a little on the vulgar side of things. So I have to keep that off the air. And that's why I'm going to peel back the curtain a little bit here. That's why a lot of our stations run on a delay. 92.3 runs on a half minute delay. Uh, NCX runs on a quarter minute delay. And I want to say WQAL runs on a seven second delay. So it's one of those things that gives us enough time to uh, make sure that we're able to uh, dump out of anything where someone says something that shouldn't be said on the radio. Now, obviously, we can go into the seven bad words, but it's not just, you know, the seven words you should never say on the air. There's just a lot of other things that people, you know, could call out that could be mistaken and taken one way. And I have to make sure that if there's even a question, I just dump it and make sure it doesn't get out. Yeah. So that's that's yeah. kind of the job. It can be a little gray hair at times, but most of the time, depending on the show, it can be a pretty easy show to run. Cool. Yeah. And, you know, I didn't even know about that, you know, about the delay where you have time to take out or beep out a word. I just thought it was all live, you know, but, you know, I don't work in radio, so that's pretty cool that you can do that. I wonder if TV stations are kind of similar in that way. Um, in terms of the audio aspect, I, I believe they can, because I know in our air studio up to the right, there's a little control panel with a red button that says dump, and that dumps both the air and the stream. I had an instance where someone said something, and it was concerning the Cleveland Professional Baseball Conglomerate and their naming rights and all oh, they should be named this or or this team should remain this for this reason and you know the host was like okay let's not put that over the air so i i hit the dump button twice i went back and this was like the last 10 minutes of the show 
I went back and listened as I I was gathering up my stuff. I went back in our bullpen and listened, and I'm like, wow, I came almost dangerously close. Because if I didn't hit the dump button at some time, part of what the guy said would have made it onto the airwaves, and that would not have looked good on me. So it's it's one of those things where I, I can not only dump the stream, dump the air, I can go back and listen to it and and see how close I actually was. And realizing how close I actually was, I was like, I don't ever want that to happen again. So let's not have that happen again. Yeah, absolutely. And it it's so interesting because like, would you say that's the most challenging aspect of your job? Because like, that's probably pretty stressful. And how do you prepare for those sessions where you have to dump audio like that? Um, honestly, there, there, there can't be really any preparation. Because if you hear it or you have a question about it, uh, my buddy Dan, who runs the midday show, Baskin and Phelps, which is going on right now as we record this, uh, if he hears anything that he can't understand or even questions remotely, he will just hit the dump button. Just just so he covers his own ass and covers Andy's and, you know, not our, our conglomerate as a whole because there are gigantic legal fees tied to that. So you, you can't really have any even hint of that going out or, you know, implication of what was said. Then, you know, the FCC can get involved in that is when, you know, fines come in and I... I know the fines are six digits. I don't know uh, the specifics, even though I, I've heard a number or two in the past. I just can't remember it off the top of my head. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to get into legal issues. That's for sure. Well, that is very interesting. But yeah, that's like probably one of the most stressful things. And like I said, it doesn't really come with too much preparation or, or any indication like Someone could just say it like you and I are talking in a conversational format. And that's, that's what we hope a lot of sports talk radio will be. And, you know, someone will let, you know, the S word slip or the F bomb slip. And we're like, okay, can't have that. And usually the hosts are good enough to react in, in a way where they can both play it off and signal by their voice, hey, you gotta effing dump this. If like if someone's live in in the studio and they'll they'll turn their mic off and they'll have like a reaction where they play it off and but say, Hey, you gotta effing dump this before we get in trouble here. So it, it it's one of those things. It's something that I never really thought about until I got into the professional field. So I, again, I'm still learning about, you know, certain aspects of radio as I go along since I've I've only been in the biz about a year plus now. Yeah. All right. Cool. So I only have one last question for you, Spencer, as we come up on our time here. And that's uh, your future plans. How do you see your career growing? You're going to stick with 92.3 The Fan. You did mention earlier that you want to stay in the Cleveland area, but... I'm just curious, how do you plan on growing in the future? 
I absolutely plan on staying in the Cleveland area. I mean, where, where I'm at right now, I mean, you can see it since we're both on video. Like I, I enjoy, you know, sites like this and trails like this, like it's where I grew up. It's what I know, like the back of my hand. And I just find it difficult to move around plans to grow. I I've been looking into, you know, side gigs and a little bit of freelancing here and there with, you know, the pandemic that's gone on. Um, and just any, any opportunities to grow and, and just kind of branch out and do different things locally to get my name out there more or less regionally as someone who, who works hard, does everything the right way and, you know, loves what he does. And, you know, he might not be the greatest, but, you know, the passion's going to show and, and someone, some people are going to catch on and that's going to be a spark. And that's, that's kind of the thing that I've been doing, branding myself personally with uh, running. I ran in my four years at BW, I was a varsity letterman all four years. And I, I still run post-collegiately. And I, ju I just caught you at the right time uh, after finishing a workout here. So it's one of those things where I'll do my own little freelance projects is kind of like building at least an athlete identity is just kind of working on stuff like that, building identities and, and kind of dipping my, my toes into you know, the, the social media marketing realm, because not only did I study broadcasting, I got a marketing degree as well. And that's kind of where the marketing field's going to go. And I want to follow that as closely as I possibly can, because, you know, that in and of itself, that's a huge arm, not only of what corporations do, but what you know, us as media members need to do to, you know, market their shows. You have to have at least some sort of, you know, brand identity or like identity with the hosts. And, and I, I've kind of been, you know, trying to teach myself stuff like that. Very cool. Awesome, Spencer. Well, if people want to contact you for freelance or any work like that, how can they reach out to you to contact you? So you can find me on my Instagram page and you can see it, you know, some of the videos I've done on my Instagram TV, that's at Spence Mahan. That's all one word. And you can spell my last name, M-A-H-O-N. Don't add the E like John did in uh, our first movie. <laughs> oh, I, I didn't even realize I spelled it wrong. I'm going to have to look back now and see if, yeah, I didn't even realize that. No, I went back and I watched uh, The Key of Vengeance, which for those of you out there who don't know, that was the movie, one of two movies that John and I worked on at Cuyahoga Valley Career Center. And he he put Spencer Mahan, M-A-H-O-N-E. I think you said something to me that day. I don't know if you remember how the conversation went, because honestly, I don't either. But but I, I just remember it was, it had an E and I'm like... I've never seen my last name spelled like that, but okay. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> you can also email me, SpencerMahan at Outlook.com, and, and we can talk freelance audio podcasts. 
Uh, video I, I've been working with a little bit more recently as I've had uh, friends be part of, you know, the photography business and I've reached out to them to help me kind of create some masterful stuff. So it, it's something I'm very much still dipping my toe back into, but I love it in the last and, you know, it, it, that, that's how, that's how this business is. If you love it, you got to go chase it, right? Absolutely. Well, with that, Spencer, I want to thank you for joining me on the post show today. Hey, thanks for having me, John. It, it was a lot of fun to catch up. That was great. I want to thank Spencer again. I hope you found some value in our conversation here today. If you like the podcast so far, please follow us and share it with people you believe can benefit from our conversations. You can also go to my website, johnthevideoguy.com forward slash post show to see all of our episodes. We look forward to talking to you soon.